Hey everyone, Robert Nixon here with uh, Robert Nixon Real Estate. I'm here with Catherine Temple of Go Campbell River and Go Hiking Camp. Uh, Go Hiking Vancouver Island. So we're gonna do a quick interview with her, but we decided to do something a little different. We did a profile assessment on personality with her, just because that's something we just did at an event we were at, and I've actually kind of started to grasp like a better understanding of it a little bit. So I thought it was something interesting to do, and she was willing to cooperate. So. Um, the different profiles are gold mine, which is likes lists, likes to be organized, uses lists. So sort of organized, um, has to have a system in place. Green planet is sort of, uh, I don't know. I think of them as stubborn maybe cause I'm a green, but, uh, has to be right. Thinks they're right. Is quite smart and is all about like math and numbers and stuff. Orange sky is, what's orange sky again? Orange Sky is like flaky, sort of, or thrill seeker, or short attention span, artsy fartsy would be, I guess, a nicer way of saying it. So it's, um, but yeah, like their brain to be active doesn't want to sit there and listen to numbers and stuff all the time, so the opposite of a green maybe. Blue Ocean is like a connection, I gotta have a connection with someone, and uh, like touchy feely, wants to have a hug, right? They'll be able to hug you or get close to you when they're talking. So we did hers, and she was a high gold mine. And next was Green Planet. So you sort of go with the top two or the primary ones. So high gold mine. So do you think that describes you? Like oh, God, yeah. you're organized, you like to use checklists and oh, like yeah. have systems in place. I got lists everywhere, all over my house. And then the Green Planet would be you would be about numbers and how things work and think I, you're think you're better than everyone else. Well <laughs> not so much that. <laughs> it's funny, he really dives into that when he does his description on it, so I always glob onto it because I mean I'm sure you, we don't actually think that, but sometimes we can come off as that. Yeah. As a green, like thinking you know everything. And I don't know, so I that's yeah, probably me sometimes. I, I see that I myself. See that I, I necessarily do that, but no, but you're a, you're a lower green too, yeah, right? So it would be less of that. You'd be more gold mine. Yeah. Which I think is the most common. I'm all about numbers. So that'd Give be a me green side. And we're all different, of course, right? These aren't exact descriptions of people, but it, I don't know. I thought it was quite interesting. So yeah. um, they use that sort of to figure out how people work and how you interact with certain people, right? So anyways, I don't know. So how do we interact? I gave him a kiss. Look at oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so where's uh, Blue Ocean? She was the lowest, though. So yeah, maybe she's, she's got some hot. Oh, touchy <laughs> Maybe she just really likes me. I do. Because I'm special. Like um, so anyways, do you want to introduce yourself? Okay, I'm Catherine from GoCamberRiver.com and Go Hiking Vancouver Island. Uh, what else do you want to know? Been around here in Campbell River since 1981. Uh, took my tourism marketing diploma up until 1984 and then went for my hotel restaurant management diploma after that. So I have two diplomas. I've had a adventure tour company here in town. I've had a couple of different companies, but you know, sorry, have you always been self-employed for a long time? A uh, long time. I mean, I worked for like... Bay Marine Group for nine years. I was a bar manager at Painters for a number of years out of that and did corporate right. sales for them as well. But most of the time, I've been pretty much self-employed. The beginning of my career, I did startups, like restaurant startups. I actually, right. Willows, Royal Coachman, um, the Grapevine Bistro, Painters Lodge, that's how I ended up there. Hmm. They hired me to help them open their restaurants. Okay, cool. So other than that, But for a long time, you've been just doing stuff yourself? I've been self-employed pretty much straight through since 1994, I'm going to say 1995. So yeah. she knows what it takes. Maybe we should be asking her some questions on the side about how to run businesses. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 
So we got some. Prepared to work a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you mean I can't make my own hours? I'm gonna be self-employed. Oh, you can. You can pick whatever twelve hours you want to work a day. Yeah, and whatever hours everyone else wants to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a false misconception, but I mean there is benefits to working for yourself for sure. Yeah. Um, so the fans turned off. You're the owner of Go Camel River and Go Hiking. Mm -hmm. Um, so when did you become the owner and how did you come up with the idea? Well, sorry, first of all, I don't know if, if you don't know anyone that's watching who go the like GoCamelRiver.com. I, I mean, I knew Catherine through my aunt, so I knew what it was, but if you, if you actually pay attention to Google stuff, it does come up quite often. So it's quite high in the search ranking. I think she said it was, uh. The most tra didn't you say it was the most traffic next to Mount Washington's website for the yeah, North Island? Yeah, for the North Island. Yeah, we get so, about 200,000 visits a year. Those yeah. are unique visits. So you've probably seen Almost it out close there. close to about 400,000 page views. Yeah, crazy. So anyways, how did you come up with ideas? Well, originally with Go Camel River, I came up with that because years ago, I actually launched it in 2011, so it's been around for a while now. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, uh, we had... We had lots of challenges in our tourism industry and I thought, you know what, I had taken some website courses and I thought, oh, I'm going to throw together a website for Campbell River. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I couldn't do tourism without real estate. And I couldn't do real estate without mortgage brokers. And I couldn't do real estate without, uh, without everything that supported that. So I decided that I was just going to go for it and put all the businesses on it. So now Campbell, Go Campbell River is pretty comprehensive. It's got everything you can yeah. find. So is almost every business in Canberra on there? If they're not on there, they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's about I think there's about eighteen hundred of them, and it's not just the city of Campbell River. It's also Quadra Island. We touch on Sayward, Gold mm, River, areas. as well as Merville and Oyster River area. So it's a regional district as well. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Which is one of the things Which, that really differentiates it because we don't just look after Campbell. Yeah, River. and most people I think lump that in that don't know, but it's good to specify for sure. Yeah. Like people yeah. think of regional district and. Uh, Stories Beach and stuff as Campbell River, but, yeah, but it, it is it is a regional city, district, right? yeah, yeah, for so. sure. <laughs> cool. Um, so, what did you do before becoming? Well, I already sort of went over that briefly, but what did you do before becoming the owner of Go Campbell River and Go Hiking Vancouver Island? Are there any other businesses that you owned currently or own? Owned or owned or did own? So, I think well, before prior that, to Go Campbell River, I started in nineteen ninety four. Um, Canberra River Snorkel Tours. Right. It started off as Paradise Down Adventure Tours, which was designed to actually do hiking tours because I'm a hiker, climber, but have been mm. for years and years. And so I went and got certified and decided that I was going to go out and do hiking. And I got a call from the Visitor Information Center asking to take some people down the river because they knew that I had done that because I was also a diver at, this, at the time. Okay. And they asked me to take some people down the river. So I kind of said, okay, I guess I could do that. So I did it once and then they phoned me again and asked me to do it again. And I thought, okay, nobody's doing this and it's becoming a very popular thing to do. So mm -hmm. I went out and got some insurance and bought a bus and we started Canberra River Snorkel Tours. And within, uh, that was in 96 that we really launched it. By 98, 1998, we had a, uh, a group of people coming in from Vancouver that were media coordinators for Tours in BC. And we arra I arranged everything for them to come here and we bamboozled them for the weekend. They had such a good time. And one of the girls that came promoted us through a writer. She wrote an article on us and won the Northern Lights Tourism Award for that article, which meant that she received it in front of 2,500 journalists. That, hmm. the year following that, we had 45 journalists on our tours. Oh, and we crazy. hit the international media in a big way. So Canberra Snorkel's tours exploded, 
as well as the whale watching tours, which were very few at that time, mm -hmm. and the bear watching tours, which there was only really one person doing that at that time. So yeah, there's lots now. Everything, yeah, everything kind of exploded. So we essentially put the adventure tourism. Uh, product on the map for Campbell River. Yeah, and that's quite a cool experience if anyone's yeah, never done it. I've done it twice cool. now and to actually like have goggles and snorkel on and see all the salmon and like massive Chinooks right under you. Yeah. It's crazy in the well, pink. We were talking and... about it the other day and we figured that I've been down the river about 1,200 times. <laughs> really? <laughs> I know. Oh, do you still, go do, do you still go do it then? Pardon me? Do you still go do it? I do. I yeah. did it a couple of times last year. So. Yeah. It wasn't a real great year for salmon last year, but that was it three years ago. My God, there was so many pinks in that river. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I think I did it three years ago and last year, and I, both were good. But yeah, yeah, last year wasn't as busy. Hopefully this year we get a good run. Now that now that fishing's open, maybe some people yeah. will catch some stuff. Yeah, well, it's the Chinooks you got to worry about. Pinks seem to be doing okay. Yeah, I'm happy with pink salmon. They taste good. Um, is there anything you wish you had known before starting out? Any of these? <laughs> well, I was um, running a business well, in general. I was in them, kind yeah. of a unique position because one of the things that I find that most people make the mistake of in starting a business is they budget for starting the business, but they don't budget for <clears> marketing. <throat> and I was lucky because I had the diploma in marketing, so I understood what marketing meant. I could really do it on a shoestring budget. Hmm. But I would highly suggest that anybody that's thinking about building a business or starting a business to really dwell into the marketing end of it because you can spend yeah. $250,000 putting a restaurant together and if you've left no money for marketing, you've got no one coming through the front door. And mm -hmm. I don't mean just going out and buying this and buying that and buying that. I mean setting up a strategy for marketing. It's one of the things that I do through Bill Campbell Rivers. I actually um, sure contract with maps. people to do uh, marketing plans. And I am absolutely amazed at how marketing illiterate most people are when they start a business. And yet you look at the people that are mm. most successful and they're the ones that spend the majority of the money when they start off their business on their marketing. I spent quite a bit on marketing. Yeah, I spent quite a bit on marketing. I do and right? I did, but yeah. I didn't know anything about it when I got into the business. Like a couple things, like my boss benches, it was like my coach is like, do this. And then I just did what he said. Right? Yeah, so you got lucky. Yeah. So having someone there to teach you, maybe if you don't know it or don't have the time to go take a course on it might help. Yeah. Very, Co coaching's very huge, idea. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing. It's like I mean, that's not the only thing. Just be prepared to really, first of all, be uber flexible. Because yeah. you may think that you've got five widgets in front of you that you're going to be selling, and you may think that this widget over here is the one everyone's going to buy. And then all of a sudden you realize that they're buying this one over here. Mm -hmm. Or you've got a product that everybody's buying, but you're not making any money on it. Mm. You know, and I see that happening over and over and over again, where people have these lost leaders, like, oh my God, <coughs> I sold 10,000 of this particular item this month. Except for you made three cents per item. You're not making any money. Know where you're making your money. Right. Keep on top of where you're... And know where you're... With the marketing end of it, know where your business is coming from. We'll know where it's coming That's from. something we've really narrowed down on this year, is tracking where all our business comes from. And yes. Very, very important. And helpful. that in... You're throwing money away, that, doesn't make sense. I mean, we could go on and on about marketing. Yeah. But with thinking about that, another part about it is, is know your competition. And know what they're doing and what they're selling. You know, like, get mm. out there and do the yeah. research. Like... I actually used to do business plans for people. There's a couple of businesses in town that are actually very successful that I help them write their business plans. And I stopped doing that. And the reason I stopped doing it is because you need to do your own business plan. Yeah. I mean, fair you can enough. be guided along. But to you show need you, you need to have the ideas and needs to be your your idea, your plan. Yeah, right? well and your ideas and your reality because if you've yeah. got a cup if you're selling, say, a cup of coffee, because one of the one of the businesses that I helped get started was a coffee shop. 
Now, you're selling that cup of coffee, but you also have to take in consideration the cream, the sugar, the time it takes to, to build it, what your waste products are gonna be, and all of that stuff. Now, your coffee may cost you 32 cents, and everything that goes into it may cost you 32 cents. So all of a sudden, say if you're running that and you're selling it for a dollar, your cost of sales just doubled. And you gotta know, you're not making any money anymore. Yeah, right? for sure. So these are the types of things when you're doing your business plan, you have to know your own numbers. And that's important. That's Ugh, the green numbers. thing. Numbers, ugh, numbers. Well, I'm funny, because I'm green, I'm about numbers, but I... <laughs> I don't know how good I am with my own numbers sometimes. Yeah, we're getting better though. Well, that's why you have a wife. That's why I have an assistant to track everything. Help me, <laughs> wife assistant, wife assistant. Executive. The boss, right? Yep. At least let her think that. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure everyone's had this, but uh, what was actually, <laughs> sorry, what makes you passionate about what you do? What I found actually kind of interesting though, cause I, we talked for a few minutes on the phone last night and, uh, what I sort of saw is you have a passion. Well, I think you even said it. You have a passion for, for starting things, right. And getting them going, which is also a green personality where you like to start things, but maybe not like to continue them after or sometimes not finish them, which. I find with me too, like you get bored easily, right? So for you, maybe like building stuff from the beginning is something you really like to do yeah, it is. and then hand it off, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. can be good because you can build something up really good, like go Campbell River and then potentially make some money off it and move on, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's what makes you passionate though from your perspective. Um, I like creating. I like building something from nothing, like yeah. you had said. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the, the passion for the community, I love Campbell River. I think that we are the luckiest people on the freaking planet to be living here. Yeah, I mean, here. when you think about what we've got here, we've got clean air, we've got clean water, we've got a safe environment to, to grow our children up, you know, mm -hmm. we've got so many things that we can do. If you're an outdoors person, this is the place to be. There's yeah. no question about that. We have everything in world-class levels. We have world-class diving and world-class skiing in, in the same day. And world-class yeah. golfing. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you're doing here. We've got it all, you know, and that's <clears> one <throat> of the things in building Bill Campbell River I really found out. Like if you go into the outdoor um, activities section of, of the site, it's full. I mean, mm. it is full of all kinds. I think there's like 32 sections in there, and each one of those sections has got like 10 different options of what you can go do and play. It's just, there's huh. so much here. So that impassions me. There is, I know, and I, I'm guilty of not doing enough of that stuff, even though we live here. Mm, <laughs> Gotta get out yeah. and do it more. Yeah, we should go to that yeah. site and pick one. <laughs> But yeah, Camelot was great. And I think it's changed a lot since, I mean, I, oh, like I did my pre-apprenticeship here in 2006 when I, for heavy duty mechanics, um, or equipment tech or whatever, but like when the, just when the mill shut down, but in that time, since that the last 13 years or when did the mill shut down? Oh, I think it was 2008, I think. Yeah, so years 11, 11 years, 10 years ago, yeah. So that's a lot. The Camelot has just changed a lot. It seems a lot more, oh, yeah. people want to be here and stuff more. Yeah, it's a lot more. Oh, yeah. I always knew that it would end up going in this direction. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why I started Go Hiking Vancouver Island. I mean, I've been a climber for years. And the days when we were hiking up King's Peak, you, you would never see anybody up there. Mm. I saw Chris Fulber up there from the Java Shack once, and he was carrying his um, his board up there, and he was going to board down all the way down. It was really cool. Oh. The call's really neat. It's, a, it's like a 3,000-foot snowfield <laughs> we, oh we, snowboard oh, oh yeah cool. yeah we bum skied down but what the heck it didn't matter you know yeah cool i've never but, been up there i mean that would have been a rare occasion to see anybody up there and now it's a steady stream of people going up it's just crazy huh interesting yeah uh so is there anything you failed at um during your career and how would you do it differently now <laughs> well my attitude is if you're not failing you're not trying hard enough 
Yeah. You have to fail. You have to keep failing because that's how you get better at what you're doing. And I know that, that that's a pretty hard pill to swallow. And God knows that's I've true, swallowed though. my pills over the years, you know. Um, I think that every time that it, I've learned something that has caused, that I've looked at as a failure, <laughs> I've been able to flip it around and say, okay, that didn't work. How can I change How that? Can what I can I change I do to that? Fix or it? what is it in me that the way I'm thinking that has caused me to have made that kind of a mistake that I made? I had mm -hmm. one years ago when I had kangaroo snorkel tours, I was approached by Mount Washington and uh, they wanted to buy the company. And Go Cam River? Oh, sorry, uh, snorkel no, tours. Snorkel tours. Snorkel tours. Snorkel tours. Yeah. yeah. And I went up there um, for a conference with the board of directors, which was really kind of cool in itself. Mm -hmm. And I said no. And the offer that they made me was a trade essentially for shares in Mount Washington mm -hmm. and a permanent position on their management team. Mm -hmm. And I said no. And one of the things that Ted Foster, thank you, Ted, had said to me at that <laughs> time, he said, Kath, would you rather have... Is he a Mount Washington guy? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, him and George Stewart and Brad Stout right. and whatnot. Uh, anyway, he had said to me, would you rather have a small piece of a very big pie or a big piece of a very small pie? And at that time, I was just all about the control, you know, and not being right. very flexible with my business. And I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong because Mount Washington had the resources to do what should have happened with that company. And I... I walked away from it. Essentially, I did sell it. I did sell it eventually. But uh, when I think about that, I thought, Kath, just think what kind of a direction your life would have taken. If I yeah. hadn't gone to work to Mount Washington and had a permanent placement in our management team, what I would have learned. And when was that? That was... Uh, 2005 or six, I think. Yeah, yeah, so Mount Washington's definitely grown a lot since then. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Those shares, time. who knows how many times those shares have doubled yeah. or tripled, right? But, oh, you can't, you can't dwell on it, right? Pass, but with that besides I made some great friends and you learn and you learn from it I did right? yeah and, and all the guys that were principals up there all became quite good friends so that yeah really well. huh, cool yeah so maybe it may maybe in the long run it was better not to but huh interesting that's yeah. crazy it is better just because it is what happened right? they would have I wonder what they would have done with it like yeah such a well, opposite to, right with tourism to based their market from skiing right to other things, and that right? was probably when the snow wasn't that great no, and you I'm know trying what? to remember because or whatever it was 2001 or something. Or and the, they were the big also snowfall. doing, they were trying to do a lot of different things. And I think that um, uh, Brian had said to me at that time that he, they actually wanted me up there on the team because of my brain, the way I thought. Mm. He said, because you're going to walk up here and you're going to say, what about that? What about that? What about that? Right, like break it down and, yeah, and say, question well, stuff. Yeah, say, want to try some of this, want to try some of that. So yeah. they're getting into that now, but quite a bit later, which is great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I have, a, I have a sort of, well, a friend acquaintance who has a client, but he's uh, what he does is he will actually builds corporate businesses and takes them public mm -hmm. without a business and then buys businesses out. Not buys them out, but amalgamates so they can be pub become publicly traded. But he also goes and around and takes businesses and restructures them and like makes them better or turns them around. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of interesting. It's kind of almost like what it sounds like you, it interests you, right? Like so, yeah. taking a business is either failing or just needs to be restructured and they just want to something you'd be good at maybe. Eh? Just yeah. think of that brainstorming activity. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll track here. Um, what is your biggest accomplishment in your career? And have you or what was your biggest accomplishment or have you reached it yet? Uh, yeah. 
What what is your biggest accomplishment if you've reached it yet? If not, what what do you want it to be? I guess. Uh, no, <laughs> that's weird. I don't know. Have you had one big accomplishment, like an aha moment? Well, or? there's been lots of them. Yeah. You know, I can't say that I've had sort of this ultimate goal to push a company to worldwide standards or something like that. Yeah. You know, I think that my benchmarks have been smaller, <coughs> but I've also been a single mother while I've done all this, so mm. you do limit your kids are Kids aren't that much work, are they? No. <laughs> no work at all. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just sort of bring themselves up. It's just great. But now that they're older, they cook. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> they cook for you, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, they do. Well, it's one daughter, and she's a really good cook, so I'm not complaining. Uh, but don't have a single, single big one. I mean, I think you've done. She's already, she's done some pretty cool things. Like she, has, cool. those maps are pretty cool. If no one's seen them, I think they're in the visitor center. Yeah. We have a bunch in our suite downstairs at our house, and I, I advertised it. I'm in there. It's cool. It's got all the trails for all of, <laughs> all of the North Island. I think. Right? You want some of that water? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, sorry. We'll share. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So, and I'm even guilty that I advertise in there, but I should go. I should go take some of those trails that I've never been on. Yeah, you should. I've actually. done. I've done the Ripple Rock, and I've done Elk Falls, obviously, and stuff. But yeah, there's, there's some tons in trails there. in there. And there's a canoe route. Yeah, camping canoe. All descriptions and everything else. Yeah, yeah. that'd yeah. be cool. But I'm way too impatient yeah. to do something like that. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in transition right now because I'm selling both those companies, and I'm going into permaculture. Right. And I guess when you say what's your, my next accomplishment, my next goal is, I am, I had a situation a couple months ago that I looked at where we are and I thought to myself, I'm not doing enough for the planet. You know, I'm not supporting right. the talk about saving the planet. And, but I don't want to stand outside of somewhere with a sign saying, don't do this, don't yeah. do that. That's just, I really don't even <laughs> see that it's being anything, all that effective yeah. anymore. And so I thought to myself, what the heck can I do that's going to be a positive example for people to move forward and actually help what's going on with the plant? And I found permaculture. And I've always been a gardener, so it fits right along my lines. So mm -hmm. I'm going full-time permaculture, becoming certified, and I'm going to be doing permaculture design. So I'm really, really excited about it. You should <laughs> see my backyard. Oh, ho. <laughs> go hang out with my mom on Hornby. Oh, yeah, I should, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do permaculture, but she definitely gardens yeah. to a huge extent. It's crazy. I don't, well, you I don't know, envy we her. Got, she works hard. It's we crazy. we got to get back into it. Well, this is the thing with permaculture. It's not nearly as much work. Right. But we've got to get back into it. And the reasons that we do, let me rephrase that. We don't got to. We're going to. It doesn't matter. To me, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care who you are. You're going to start gardening in one way or another because food yeah. is getting so expensive. And the more... Mm -hmm. We have all these climate change disasters that are happening, like great floods and fires and droughts and everything else. Your food, you're just going to see nothing but your food prices go up, 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 up. Mm -hmm. And when you're paying $8 for a head of celery, or last year where it was at like 10 bucks for a cauliflower head, that's going to become the norm. So local Yeah, just for some important. vegetables. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Local's going to become more important, and people will be growing their own stuff. It's all about food security. Yeah. And that's what permaculture is all about. And it makes it easy. It Actually, after the initial stages of setting everything up, it's a system. So the system actually feeds the system. Yeah. So that's what... I had this client that was looking at a place it. in Sayward, and he's just telling me about uh, aquaculture, where, like, it's, it's like... I think it's kind of like hydroponics, but where the fish pond feeds 
the plants. That would be permaculture. That was interesting too. Is that permaculture? That's okay, because he's a he's a biologist, I think. Yeah. And his yeah. wife's a doctor or something. Yeah, that's part of permaculture. Yeah, so it, there's some interesting concepts out there for sure. Um, what is a what is your favorite memory of your career? Okay, well, again, there's been lots of them, but there is one with the snorkel tours that have really stuck in my mind. Uh, we had a fellow book in a tour with us, um, and he had had an accident. Mm. About a, I guess it would have been about a year prior to that, and he was up in Kelowna. He worked on the railways, and the rail, the train had run over, had slipped its anchor, I guess. I don't know what the heck it does, and ran over his legs, cut his legs off. Now, the only, he laid there. And he wanted to go on the tour. Obviously. Yeah, he had laid there apparently for a couple of hours, and the only reason he didn't bleed to death is because the train tracks were so hot that it actually cauterized the wound. So Crazy. his legs were over there, and he's laying there with no legs, and had to wait for someone to come and help him. But he had totally, he apparently was a real outdoors kind of fellow, and had totally lost all all thought of ever doing anything again. Yeah, and so course. he booked a snorkel tour, because it was something he had heard about and always wanted to do. And a couple of days later, his wife phoned and canceled it. And then he phoned back and rebooked. And then she canceled it again. And then he rebooked it again. And then his wife phoned again and went, okay, you guys, are we taking him or are we not taking him? You know, he had no legs. So this was going to be a bit of a challenge in itself. So it was a really interesting day because they did come. Yeah. And his wife was so anxious. She was chain smoking the whole time. She's just like chain smoking, right? Like he's going down the river and she was freaking right out. We had a really difficult time with him laying flat in the river because because he had no legs, he had no ballast. Yeah. So we, we had no problem getting the suits and stuff like that on him, but he kept on rolling over and kept on rolling over. So we ended up giving him one of the boogie boards and he could keep his head flat in the boogie boards as long as somebody else also had one of the boogie boards. And the wife hmm. came with me. Jamie had taken him in the, the boat. water. Um, no, because we, we follow via oh, the roads okay. and we had checkpoints on the way down the river to make sure everything was mm -hmm. okay. And we went to the one main checkpoint and... He's like singing in his snorkel. You can hear him going by. He's like, yee -hoo, yee -hoo. so she kind of relaxed a little bit. At the end of the run, when he got out of the water, it was a challenge getting him out because you could pick a grown man up over the water. Yeah. I mean, they're heavy and you couldn't get a wheelchair down there. So the boys had to carry him out. But, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, he ended up doing the second run, even though he said that his stumps were really cold. His wife settled down for the second one and about three or four days later, I got a phone call from her and she said to me, she said, thank you so much. I got my husband back. He had just ordered himself a Harley Davidson with a gel seat on it. And she says that he's got these prosthetics now he's getting and he's planning on walking all over the place. And he said, she says within a year, he's probably going to be running down the road. Yeah. So that really change in was, mindset eh, that he oh, could, could do it. It was really heartwarming for us. Yeah. You cool. know? And what a challenge. Holy cow. <laughs> But that uh, really stuck in my mind. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. It's nice to know that you helped him get out of that rut and get, yeah, get well, going we had again, quite right? Yeah, a few disabled people come down the river with us. Quite well, I went, I went down, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not disabled. Shouldn't say that. Just slightly, maybe. Self debasing this guy, eh? I, uh, I went, uh, when I went, I went whitewater rafting with Jamie once and. What happened? I think I had pushed Liz in or something, and Jamie's like, we're going under a spotted owl. Look, there's a spotted owl. Oh, yeah. And I look oh. up, and I'm gone go, into, into the water. <laughs> yeah, it's too, I, I was talking to him. I was asking him about white water roughing this year, and he said that 
they couldn't do it because it wasn't. There's I don't know enough if he did water. any runs, but not enough water and enough snowpack. Just too bad. It'd be fun to go. There's but. lots of rivers that aren't even running right now. Yeah. At all. Crazy. There's yeah. a Royal Page event up in Kelowna, and there's supposed to be whitewater rafting in September. I don't know. I want to kind of wonder how how yeah. good it's gonna be, no right? Snowpack. <laughs> um, where are we again? Is there any? Is there any other professions besides this one that you are current, currently in that you would like to, or that you would like to attempt or already, already have attempted or enjoyed? So obviously permaculture is one, but yeah, anything else? Yeah. Well, I took the courses in permaculture this winter and decided that I'm going to go get certified. So yeah. So that's yeah. That's so that'll it. be basically a, a design thing. I won't be building gardens. I'll just be designing them and systems mm. to run the gardens themselves. Um, but mm. I also am writing a book. Yeah, my friends have been bugging me for years and years and years. To write a book? Advice, so I am. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. What's it going to be? What's it about? Just everything? Experiences? Yeah, well, sort of. No, it's going to be really different. It's going to be really different. Yeah. Can't tell? Have you started it? How are I you? started it. Yeah. I've got a long ways to go with it because I want it to be really good. But it's going to be called Jonathan Livingston Female. So it gives you an idea. It's going to be a little bit out there. It's sort of like in the Carlos Castaneda sort of... Uh, genre, okay. I guess you'd call it. I don't know. Sorry, is it going to be fiction though, or like? Oh, hundred percent. Well, okay, okay. fiction with a little bit of truth in it. Yeah, because my—I yeah. mean, my thought—if I was ever write a book, it would, I want it to be more about learning. But that's just my style, right? I don't read yeah. fiction stuff really. Well, but. this is going to be all about process, particularly female process, and I right. think that. Um, oh, great. <laughs> it's going to be quite different in the sense that it's not a self-help book. Right. You get so many self-help books. I mean, you can get a zillion of them. And so some entertainment and some teaching, and, learning. Yeah, maybe sort a little of inspirational at the same time. We'll find out. But I write a lot because of the, the website. And right. I mean, I've I've written. Someone said to me, "Oh, you got to write a book." I said, "I think I already have." <laughs> you Just know? pull it out of there. And yeah, I've got a ton it. and ton and ton of writing that I've done over the years. Yeah. You know what? If if the world were a perfect world and I had lots of money and I could do whatever I wanted. I would actually be rewriting A Silent Spring by Rachel Carson. I would do a rewrite on that. Mm. But I don't have a million dollars because that would take a great deal of professional research that I'm just really not even capable of doing. Right. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Who knows? Win the lottery and we'll have Silent Spring revisited. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm really bad at losing my spot. How much do you feel the business has changed in the last five years? Um, Sort of the way we sort of give that question is towards like marketing and social media and how you to stay ahead of it all. I mean, do you... Unless you are at it full time, you're not going to stay ahead of it anymore. No. No. Staying and with how, it. How is much sort of... it's changed in the last five years? Yeah. How about how much it's changed in the last five minutes? <laughs> it's true. I, I mean, this is the way our world is going. My daughter right now is home from school. She's going to get her master's and she's working at a job in Campbell River in artificial intelligence. Mm. That's how many, how much things have changed. When she told me she wanted to, to get a job doing that specific program in Camel River, I went, you're out of your mind. Not at all. It took her all hmm. a whole week to get a job doing that. Um, and she's an electrical engineer, so it does make a difference. But that tells yeah. you how much things have changed. I mean, she doesn't have to be in Vancouver or Silicon Valley to be doing this job. Yeah, which is huge, for sure. Yeah, but with business, um, God, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about one thing in particular. I met a woman that... Um, in my, my gardening stuff, and she ran a commercial gardening operation that that grows uh, butter lettuce and what's that? What's that really really nice um, herb that you use? Basil. And she had taken all of her systems and not only automated every single system that she had. 
she also did it 100% earth friendly. She was completely off the grid with her gardens and her greenhouses. Hmm. And it really amazed me one, one of two things. First of all, it was way, way <coughs> less expensive in terms of her running costs to be off the grid. Way less expensive. And her profit margins were higher and the quality of her produce was higher. And I thought, isn't that interesting? When we're so tied into artificial fertilizers and artificial that and get that that heat pump going and put gasoline in it and stuff. She had none of that. She was yeah. even harvesting her own methane to heat her, her greenhouse. Huh. And I thought, so not that's and that's almost the opposite of using the changes and stepping back and keeping well, it simple. But the simple. thing is, yeah, she went back to the real world. Mind she yeah. was doing this hydroponically, right? Yeah. She went back to the real world in some senses, but she also technologized, I guess, her systems within within the gardening itself. Yeah. So she mixed the two together, and I think that's where we've got to go, is mixing the two together, you know, to and not the, relying the best, 100% best on fossil fuels to do our job for us. Yeah. Huh, cool. And she's, by the way, on Salt Spring. On Salt Spring. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, long-term goals. What are your long-term goals? Do you know? I have a feeling you don't know, because I think you're going to go into permaculture, you're going to do it for a while. Probably, yeah, how long is long-term? Probably term? get bored of it. Maybe writing the book is your long-term? <laughs> I don't know what you tell me. How long me. is long term? Um, well, for the next five years. Permaculture. Yeah, book. permaculture. But uh, within the permaculture, I have a seven thousand square foot backyard, and I am currently working on building a food forest in my backyard. It's going to be the enchanted food forest. Yeah. And so everything in that yard will be edible. Either that, or it will be supporting edible plants. Things like bug, um, bug extractors and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be part of my goal. I want to also see what that looks like economically. And because of the fact that I'm going into permaculture, I need a showpiece. So that'll be my showpiece. Right, to show how so, it's done. Uh, that's the goal for the next five years. And I also I have a basement suite, which I'm probably going to turn into an Airbnb, which I'm working on right now. And mm. I keep having all these students come and stay with me. There's no place to live in Calgary River. No. So the bedrooms downstairs just keep getting filled up over and over and over again. Okay, get out so I can do my renovations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah, one. rentals are in demand for sure right yeah, now. Yeah, huge. They're, built, they're building lots more, but... Yeah, we'll but see, for students, we'll like, they can't afford 1400 bucks. No, so. exactly, yeah. It makes yeah. it hard for and sure. And to be quite honest with you, I'm loving having them around. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're good, good students. Oh, God, they're great. I was lucky when I did my pre-app here. I stayed with Nancy for free. Oh, wasn't that awesome? A couple bottles of wine here and there, maybe. Oh, that's even better. I don't even know I did that. Maybe, hopefully. We'll say I did. Do you have any advice for someone who might be interested in starting a business or becoming a business owner? Uh, do your homework. Mm. Uh, bottom line, do your homework. Uh, just... I didn't do any research. Uh, there is no... Well, you got lucky. Just did there, it. I just get her done. There is no substitution for doing your homework. My yes. biggest fear, though, was I think people would have talked me out of it. For something like real estate. Well, you know what? But I, but I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't yeah. disagree with you in real with doing research. But yeah, well, you smart. were fortunate too because you had money in your pocket, right? To do what you needed to do. <laughs> I don't know about that. And that's another thing. And this is something that I noticed a little bit with with what I have done over the years with all my businesses, with the exception of one or two small ones, because I've had a few, is under finance, like being undercapitalized mm. and partnerships, uh, strategic partnerships. I'm not sure that So I've sorry, under finance, like making sure you have enough capital. Like not care, not not being under finance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because we always think, oh you know what? I just for the sake of argument, I need a hundred thousand dollars. 
but that's your basics, what you need. You yeah. know what? You What you really need is $150,000 so that you've got that backup. Contingency. Yeah, yeah, contingency fund. Another thing is, and this is something that I don't know if it's absolutely necessary, but people say don't do partnerships. You know what I say? Do partnerships. Hmm. Like if you can, one of the things about being in business by yourself is that the buck always stops with you, which means that if you've got something to deal with at 8 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night, you're on it, baby. You have mm -hmm. no option. If you're sick or if your kid's sick, or whatever the case might be, you're still on it. You still have that responsibility. Whereas if you have a partner, a couple of things. First of all, you can bang um, bang ideas around. Yeah, so totally. And different. Right? I think that's where different personalities come in together too, right? To work together because sometimes it is the same you butt yeah. heads, right? But that's huge. That's where, that that's where, that's where so she huge. helps me. No kidding. Well, She's the gold. Your partner can be your partner. Your life partner <laughs> right, as yeah, well. Totally. You know. Um, but, but like you say, troubleshooting or finding a way to fix something, it's good to have other ideas yes. always for sure. It's also really good to have someone to be able to say, listen, I've really got a bad flu. Can you handle it for me today? Or, yeah. you know, just to be able to take that day off or whatever the case might be. But you yeah. also have to really look after yourself. If you don't look after yourself, no one's going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you are looking after yourself. Yeah, that's important. And that could mean things like exercise, the proper kind of food, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Self, self-awareness. I don't have any of that. <laughs> self-help, self-motiv- oh, what's that? What's no, no, I have no motivation either. Self-motivation. No, I no, have no, no motivation. motivation. Um, yeah, constantly learning, I think, is a huge one and, and, you know, new ideas and stuff. Um, so up some lighter topics. Um... I had another question that I was going to ask you that I thought of, but I'm not sure what it was. Um, what's your favorite, what's your go-to meal when you go out for dinner? Or type of food you'd like to go for? Sushi. Sushi. It's funny. I was, th <laughs> I was thinking about sushi there, actually, for some really reason. I really think about that sushi. Where's your favorite sushi place in town? I think Roger said sushi, too. Or was it Brian? There's a new one. I don't know. Yeah, have you been there? In the Kodos. No, I haven't been there. But so what's your, what's your favorite good. that you've been to in town? Well, Wasabi. It's right around the corner from my house, right? Right, that's so, Mirkoff, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I can walk there and drink something. They're good. They're always so busy if you got to get them at the right time. Oh, yeah, you do. But, but yeah, it's good there for sure. So I have to You got an in at the bar? <laughs> I'll sit at the bar. <laughs> um, what's your favorite cuss word? Or, sorry, your favorite word or cuss word or both? Do you have a favorite word? And do you have a favorite cuss word? No, I read an awful lot, so I like to use big words sometimes, like this spooky The ones that Robert won't even know what they mean? Yeah. I'm guilty of that. He had, to Google, he had to Google it after what the interview. What does that mean? <laughs> um, I don't really have a favorite cuss word. No, you don't uh, swear. You're really yeah, very la do. very ladylike, right? I do, I swear. I just don't do it all the time. <laughs> all good. Um, what excites you right now? I think we already answered that, but what excites you right now? Well, right now, because it's summer, I'm actually I'm having a really great summer, and a lot of it has got to do with the, the kids coming to visit. My daughter was in school in, in Ottawa, and all then right. she moved in, into Montreal for a while, and now all the kids that she went to school with, because she's been talking about BC all this time, and I know them all, I've mm. met them all, so they've been coming out to visit, and I'm really excited about having them here. Okay, we have another cool. one coming in on Saturday, and I'm just like, oh my god, Amina's coming, yay! so much fun because I think that we get to show them off right we get to show off the area like right we're, we're going whale watching and we're going uh, the girls are going on a helicopter tour and we're taking the hiking and we're going canoeing and 
you know, we're going to explore some places that I've actually never even been, so she can come on an exploration with me. I guess yeah, it's nice to have someone else come because it gives you a reason to go do that stuff too, uh, right? Yeah, and I don't really need to be motivated, yeah. but it makes me feel good For to me, take people would. out that are uh, not as fit as I am. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't keep up. I like that. <laughs> Because usually the people I hang with, I'm like, I'm like, ooh, 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 them. <laughs> that would be me with my asthma. <coughs> what are you looking forward to this year? Going to school. Okay, cool. Believe it or not, Does that start in September? Um, I, I can start at any time. Um, there's some things I wanted to close up before I started it, and I think right. it'll probably be September because I... Is it self-paced then, like self-taught? Uh, yeah, but you're, it's uh, online, so you've got your classroom online. Right. Yeah, and it'll be 28 weeks intensive, so I'm actually really looking forward to the learning part of it. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to get as much of a heads up on it as I can before I start, but... And then just give her? And then just give her. The winter, winter's a good time, you can just hunk, master, hunk master her down and do it. Hmm? Winter's a good time because you can just hunker down and do yeah, it, right? Yeah, hunker down and get it done. Yeah. yeah. What is your favorite noise or sound and what makes you cringe? My favorite sound is the birds. Oh, yeah. I know that sounds really crazy, but somebody was talking the other day on Facebook about chickens. And um, you're allowed to have apparently six chickens in Camel River. And the neighbor mm -hmm. behind me had chickens last year. He doesn't this year. And I really miss the sound of his chickens. Really? I do. You can't hear them in your house, though, right? But you can hear them. Oh, like well, I, I sleep with my bedroom window. Oh, yeah, so you can hear them. Even in the winter, it's wild. You there. can hear them, though? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, they talk huh. to each other in the morning. I mean, they don't have not a lot of roosters. Yeah, you're not a lot of roosters. But they, they coo at each other. I think actually one of our neighbor has chickens, but we don't hear them at all. Oh, don't you? It's probably because where they are. Do oh, you, you hear them all the time? Yeah. Shut up, really. I find it really soothing. Well, I don't. You know? I don't. The, the reality is Robert probably doesn't sit still long enough to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> let alone sit still outside on the back porch. I find myself, even my girlfriend and I last night, we went for a walk to Gosling Lake. Ever been to Gosling? I've heard of it. I'm not sure I've been yeah, there. We went to Recce and Oak to do a, a paddle, uh, to do a, what he calls SVPs, paddleboard, paddleboard yeah. trip there. It doesn't look like a very interesting lake to paddleboard. I like the ones that got the little islands and the inlets and stuff like that. But it was interesting to go there. And we're sitting there watching the lake, and all of a sudden the moons start calling. Oh, nice. And both her and I are just looking at each other going, wow. I mean, we, we were completely quiet, you know, just listening to the birds and all the In the middle birds. of nowhere. Oh, God, they're gorgeous. Cool. Is there anything I should have asked you but I didn't? No. Maybe, but not thinking about it. Um, what about, who would you recommend that I interview next? Do you have any recommendations of a person? Not necessarily next, but... What's your criteria? Uh, <laughs> we don't really have one. I mean, like when I first... Heather, Heather Murphy. Have she? you introduced her? No, don't she? Oh, she does Raincoast, Raincoast um, Productions. Heather okay, I've heard, I've heard of that. Oh, you would really like Heather. She's I awesome. I don't know what it is. What's Raincoast Productions? Um, she puts on, I think, two or three productions a year. And their plays or dances or musicals. And oh, stuff okay. Like, like at the theater or at the... Yeah, okay. usually at the, at the time. Okay, Usually. Cool. Oh, you find her very interesting. Right? Okay, awesome. we'll check her out for sure. Yeah. I could give you a whole list. <laughs> you can give me one more if you want. Yeah. It's always good because um, I, I mean, and some people Matthew, don't want to do them or you don't hear back. There's another one, Matthew Fox. What's he? Uh, he's a or techno he? wizard. 
Techno Wizard? Yeah, he was instrumental in getting Guitar Brewing going, and he also has Campbell River co-working space. Oh, okay. But, oh, no, he's a techno worker, wizard. He's a programmer. Yeah. And he's doing all kinds of really interesting things. Okay, cool. Yeah, those sound yeah. like some different ones, which are is Yeah, good. yeah. Well, that's, you know, because Matt, leave it, Matt leave it is to you. young, he's energetic, he's smart, yeah. and he's really involved in community. And so, technology and, stuff, yeah. yeah and Heather's cool. on the other end. She's on, she's like my age, been around forever. Family's been here forever, and doing something completely different than what he's doing. So Maybe you can help me with uh, some better wireless microphones, so we don't have to mess around with that cord. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much, and hopefully we had some people watching there. And thanks for watching, everyone. If you're yeah, there, yeah, thanks. Cheers. That's been fun. <laughs> Bye.